Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's the Mitchin Podcast. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Mitchin. We are a weekly food podcast and my name is Andrew Levins. Without me, as always, is Mitch Orr. Isn't Mitch Orr? <laughs> but um, you know what? You know who who, who gets requested uh, on the Mitchin more than any other person? They say all the time, bring him back, guys. Bring him back. The one and only Mike Eggett is back with us this week. Hello, Andrew. It's lovely to be back. Mitch, lovely to have you here. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> He's never uh, sounded better. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who only know Mike from the podcast, which I'm, I'm sure there might actually be a couple of people. And I'm uh, sorry for that. <laughs> uh, Mike, for many years... Many year, <laughs> many year and a bit, um, ran a was was one of the people who ran uh, ran, ran the yeah, well, this is the Mitchin baby. <laughs> we excel at awful. Um, ran a restaurant called Pinbone in Paddington. It was a, uh, a revelation for Sydney diners. Um, maybe not so much for as many people who dine at night. It was a brunch revelation more than anything. I'm allowed to. That's not. That's not like that's that's how that's that's a comment on Sydney's dining habits more than it was a comment on your restaurant. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's the it's the, <laughs> the 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 token thing that everyone throws out that we can do brunch well. It's just, it's, <laughs> you thought more from me, did you? No, I, 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 no, I, I I'd never do. <laughs> so, but uh, Mike, Mike was uh, one of the chefs um, at Pinbone, um, and uh, the other chef was Gemma Whiteman, who has been. On the show in the past. Hi, Gemma. Hello. And for the first time on the Mitchin, uh, saying minimum and maximum one word, <laughs> uh, Mike's sister and front of house at Pinbone uh, for as long as Pinbone has existed, Barry Eggett. Hey, Bez. Quack, 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 quack. Hi. <laughs> what is it? Who let the ducks in? <laughs> Barry thinks that she sounds like a duck on record, so. <laughs> If everyone could, everyone could write into us, the Mitchin Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know why we're letting ducks on the podcast. <laughs> That'll make Barry feel really good. I still say you had a much better, like, much better statement than Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I am currently uh, in your living room. You guys all live together, which yeah. is really sweet. Yeah. And and uh, you have not actually cooked together or ran a restaurant together since Pinbone closed. Just over a year ago now, is that? Yeah, or was, or August. So yeah, over a year. August last year. So, um, well, you know, we've been working together though. So myself and Jen were doing Ten William together, mm-hmm. and Barry was on the floor there, but she wasn't the manager. So she's back in the boss's seat now. So we're all doomed. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, it's good. It's nice to it's nice to have our place, and this time it's actually our place. Yeah, we haven't even we haven't even mentioned. Oh, you mean this this house, your place? You're talking about this place? No, I was talking about our restaurant. Yeah, we haven't even said that you've got cool news to talk about. Oh, are we only up to that? It's late. It's very late, people. <laughs> so sorry, I'm on Perth time. Mike, Gemma, and Barry, Perth time. <laughs> that means I'm like a dumbass. <laughs> Mike, Gemma, and Barry uh, have a new restaurant opening, everyone, in Sydney. It's in, uh, in Kensington. It's called Good Luck Pinbone. It opens this weekend. Thursday. Thursday. And uh, it's very exciting because it, uh, one of your passions for cooking, both of you, Gemma and Mike, you love cooking with woks. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll elaborate. Um <laughs> I, I'll talk because I've got the microphone, but we can pass it over to Bez and Gem in a minute. Um, we love cooking on walks, but not just that. It's I think generally the the way Pinbone works is Barry and Gem do all the hard work, and Gem's really good at cooking Chinese food, so we thought we might as well make her life a little bit easier since I don't do anything anyway. Um, we might as well put Gem in her comfort zone. So um, that was a bad joke. The real story was we were looking around for places for over a year and one of the models we really wanted to do was a Chinese restaurant or something like that if we found a cool old site that used to be a Chinese restaurant or something similar Um, and we thought it'd be really fun to take it over and and do something casual and and really um, just have a good time and this site came up in Kensington and Kensington is just the best area so uh, it wasn't over overdone. Um, but it's just got a great food scene and yep. the site was so good. When uh, my, when I finished high school, the fir- my first mates that got a share house got it in Kensington, like across the, in the, it was called like Goodwood Street, which is across the road from Peter's at Kensington. And let me tell you, the dining options there, a lot of uh, the microwavable chicken rolls yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The, and nachos to go. Oh, lovely. So, yeah, it does cover all bases. And um, we'll be doing the, the nachos to go, which is nice. So, we're not going <laughs> to break tradition. Yeah, in a walk. Instead of uh, a microwave, you just dump them in there. Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, our walks are actually shaped in a square rectangular thing and have a glass door. So, you know, it's quite funny. They're very high-powered, like watts, just huge, you know. It's just, uh, you know, yeah. Most of them just go bing at the end of every, every uh, stir-fry. It's really good. So you guys actually did a uh, a pop up at um like a Chinese Chinese restaurant pop up at Ten William Street. Was it last summer? Yeah, uh, yeah, about a year ago. Um, and uh, you, you it was kind of like it was like your take on kind of like classic Chinese dishes, and it had a kind of cool like uh, classic Chinese kind of menu feel, all that all that kind of. Yeah, we it wasn't so much classics as like things we could cook. Um, in Tim Williams' kitchen and that would work in a sort of set menu vibe in a sort of like dish-by-dish dish banquet that sort of... Like the one of the best things about when you eat like Chinese food or eat in a Chinese restaurant is the way that the the, the food comes like in a like constant stream and so you start off with like one dish, then two dishes arrive, then three dishes and then like by the time you've got to the end of the meal, the table's kind of like over... Like over... Like... Oh, what's the word? I don't know. There's heaps of fucking food on heaving. the table. Yeah, it's heaving. And it's like this great sort of like plaything to just jump between bowls and put them in yours and, you know, eat and mix the flavors and mix it all together. And so we did that at 10 million because it's like 
totally opposite to what they do, which is like the tiny tables and squish 450 people in and, you know, they all hover around a one pretzel and dip it in and then the pretzel goes and they can fit a pasta and they eat the pasta <laughs> and then they take the pasta and they share a tiramisu and, you know, and then they go upstairs and look in the mirror and then they come downstairs and, you know, have an aperitivo. But we thought it'd be really fun to just break the mold and do something different and it was really awesome. And and, and then, yeah, we been looking for something like that for a long time and this site came up and it worked perfectly do you want to run us through some of the sites or how many sites you looked at because you've been you, you were looking for a permanent space you were looking for you guys have been kind of on the lookout for for something new to do since you closed yeah i mean even before we closed really so i mean we're probably like stupid naive or ignorant but we're trying to do it without backers and without investors so we save our own money um we're not rich by any means we're fucking broke right now um and so there's always limited amounts of sites that we can look at. Um, and we also want to break the mold on what everyone else in Sydney is doing, which is opening giant 500 seaters because we can't afford to do that. So we had a plan of attack, which was to put together some sort of models that we thought would work. So we were looking in the country, we were looking in different states, we were looking at bars, we were looking at restaurants, we were looking at all sorts of things, cafe opportunities. And then, um, We've been to some fucking horrible sites. We've been to some amazing warehouses. We've been out to the country. We went up to like past Newcastle and looked at the original Arnott's like uh, factory. We were going to take that over. And what was the town called? Morpeth. And like we literally looked at this place in Morpeth, and they had the original wood fire oven that used to bake the Arnott's biscuits, right? And then next to that was the original like chocolate kind of plunger, which had the chocolate for the first Tim Tams. And we were going to like lease that site out, but they wouldn't let us use the actual ovens. And so we were like, well, we're not going <laughs> to Morpeth for the fucking... <laughs> but um, so we've been all over the shop. Um, we've looked at gross, like unhygienic, fucking disgusting Korean joints in Surrey Hills. We've been to... Like that place was horrible. I don't remember what it was called. It was some orange place and we walked in and it was just like disgusting. Like the cooking equipment was filthy and... I don't know what happened to the people that it's like real, real weird, like apocalyptic kind of restaurant where they'd been locked out and like all the beers were still in the fridge and the food was rotting in the fridges and it was just weird. So we've seen everything and then this place came up and it was great. So you guys have been keeping yourselves busy looking for new places to open a restaurant. You've also been cooking and working at various restaurants across Sydney. Gemma, where have you been cooking? (laughs) Uh, Not at a lot of places really. I've been kind of just helping everyone out. Um, lots of people have been on holidays and things like that. I helped Lukey Powell when he had a baby. I got to go and work at LPs, which was really awesome. Uh, and then I've been doing some shifts, a few shifts at Automata. Uh, where else did I work? That's really it. I helped a few people with pop-ups and catering and stuff you like that. You guys working at the Ducks for a bit too? Oh, yeah, we did a, we did a celebrity <laughs> shift to bail them out. They had a 2,000-person function to prep for, and they only had like 12 guys in the kitchen, so they were never going to get the, the flowers and the baby herbs picked in time. So um, we went in there, and they all stood around like the one crate of lemons and peeled it. And it was like watching an episode of Three Stooges. Like one guy would peel the first lemon, pass it to the next guy, and he'd put the peel back on, pass it to the third guy, and then like he'd pick all the seeds out. Then the fourth guy would grind all the seeds up, and then they'd go, what are you doing with this? 
seeds and he's like, oh, we went to chop them. So they try to glue the seeds back together. And we were just sort of sitting there going, Daz, Marky, what are you doing? Like, stop it, you know? And they were like, sort of, you know, it was like, they're slapping each other's faces. It was like, and in the meantime, me and Jem prepped like 400 kilos of pumpkin and like four truckloads of mixed bird seed because they put like a mixed bird seed on everything. So The three blue stooges. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Curly, Larry and Mo, Like, And then, you know, we asked, we said like, when we get here, can we just get all the meat on plus? So they basically backed up a trailer with just like bird seed mix and we just had to toast that for the first five hours. Then the next five hours was pumpkin and then we just had to chop up like blood orange. It's like crazy, you know. It's bizarre to do the numbers they do and to watch them stand around and drink coffee and talk about the surf and their motorbikes and <laughs> and then they call their girlfriends and all tell them how busy they are and they go and sit down again and have another coffee and like it's great like Daz is a great boss you know because he makes sure that if he's not working no one's working so it's like he's really even play field you know like everyone does the same amount of non-work it's really good <laughs> Hi, Daz. <laughs> and then they got Shazza in to bail them out on the Sunday, actually at the festival. So um, they said that went really well, except it didn't really matter what they gave Shazza to prep. He just turned it into a sausage. So they were like, Shazza, can you yeah, just... Shaz has been on the, in the, on the mission in the past and is a uh, head meatsman at LPs. Yeah, he's it's... the sausage master. Yep. Yeah. If, there's, if he's got his hands free, it's definitely on a sausage. So... <laughs> But yeah, it didn't really matter what they gave him. They gave him like quinoa and he just turned it into sausage. And then the next minute they were like, no, what are you doing, Shaz? That's not what we do. And then, yeah, it didn't really matter. He had that confit tomatoes, bang, sausages. So <laughs> just really stitched them up. Like no matter what he touched, sausages everywhere. <laughs> so good luck, Pinbone. <laughs> <laughs> Will yeah. there be sausages on the menu? Uh, well, we were going to get Shaz to help us, but I'm guessing he's probably not going to now. <laughs> no, there, there will be a sausage at some point. We're working on a um, like a fresh like lapjong. Mm-hmm. So instead of fermenting it in aging, we're just going to make it with the same sort of ingredients and all that. And just very much in a, uh, very much inspired by LPs, we're going to do it like just a fresh sausage, but based on a lapjong. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. do you want lift the lid on some of the dishes that you uh, are looking forward to serving yeah we don't have a menu yet so just the context it's like wednesday and we open on thursday and we haven't done any ordering it's quarter past 12 it's tuesday don't worry no it's wednesday now it's quarter past 12 okay yeah so i have to have my deliveries ordered in the next 45 minutes and we haven't written a menu for wednesday to prep for thursday so um Look, we do have some ideas. We've got some really cool stuff. Um, what are we doing? We're going to do... What are we doing? Are we doing anything good? Should we tell about anything? I don't know if we're doing anything good. I want Gemma to tell me one of the dishes. <laughs> tell me about a dish. Um, still don't have a rice cooker, so maybe not rice just now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. No one, goes, no one has rice with Chinese food. It's fine. Quinoa. Quinoa sausages. <laughs> sausages. <laughs> Well, actually, we're doing uh, the millet. Do no, the millet one. Are. Tell the millet one. The millet one. Oh, we're gonna do. We only con- have two mics, by the way. That's why. Uh, that's why there's a weird distance between <laughs> three mics, including Mike Eggett. Sorry. Only two good mics. Hey. <laughs> this one's broken. <laughs> ah, the millet dish. We're gonna do a congee. Um, we found this really amazing product um, that's around at the moment with all the rows from the. Uh, the Balmain bugs that are coming in at the moment that everyone's kind of got on their menus. Um, 
the guy who has them up in Queensland is now keeping all the row and he's keeping it all separate and we've been able to score some of that. Um, so we're going to do that inside a millet congee. So kind of like a classic Chinese joke. Why do you use millet jammer instead of rice? It's cheaper. That's not why. No, it's not. Um, no, uh, millet is the, is the traditional grain used in like soups and things like that. Isn't that right? No, well, yeah, it is. But they used to make millet congee because, like, if you read up, and, like, obviously we're not Chinese, but from what we've read, and, like, we're really big fans of the genre. Um, big fans of China. Big fans of China. Uh, rice was pretty much exclusively for the, the wealthy. And so the peasants used to eat millet. And one of the best ways to make was millet congee. So um, and millet's delicious. And now, like, after working at Ducks, we've just, like... There's just millet in all our pockets and like, you know, so we thought, what are we going to do with all this XX millet? So, um, cause that's how they pay you at three blue ducks. <laughs> you pick a grain, you know, and we asked for quinoa, but they were like, that's assigned to their like VIP staff. So we got millet. And so now we've got all this millet. Um, and we couldn't swap it for magic beans cause Marky didn't have any left. So we, uh, we're going to turn it into congee and serve it with the row and uh, maybe some grilled leeks or something. An egg yolk? Yeah, we'll put an egg yolk on it. Great. Yeah, Mitch does this dish at Acme with an egg yolk on it. It looks delicious. So we're going to put egg yolks on every dish. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned earlier that you uh, are not doing this with a backer. Yeah. Is this something that's important to you three? Or is this just the way it worked out? No, a normal backers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Most people are down at Barangaroo or the tram sheds, but no, they wouldn't let us come. So, no, uh, we don't want backers because we do things kind of differently and we have our own style, I guess, a little bit. Um, I don't know. I guess if we can do it the way we want and it works, it'd be great. And if it doesn't, we'll not on anyone else. Um, and I don't know. We're, we're fortunate to live in a city where people love food and there's a great food culture and a great food scene. And uh, we'd like to be a part of that, but we also want to do it on, on our terms. You know, like, we love being hospitable. We love looking after people. I can vouch for that. You, you, you are very great at not letting people that you know pay. Yeah, we don't let anyone pay. We're a not-for-profit yeah, business. Straight up. Why won't people back us? <laughs> There's very few rewards in, in this industry if it's not financial. Have you lost something, Levs? You need to. No, I'm trying to find my phone so I can take a photo of uh, right. the fact that not only are you, is Gemma not talking on the mic, she is holding the mic to your mouth for you. <laughs> That's a stitch up. You gave us one microphone to share, and then you're gonna make it look like I'm being like pampered, like I'm some kind of Shannon Debrusini that just gets people doing things for them. <laughs> just, oh Lord, peel my grapes. <laughs> I took a photo now. It's done. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. We, we're really big fans of being hospitable and we want to, to do that our way. So, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's like crucial for us to be not backed. Like, it's not, it's not that at all. It's just that I think there's very few rewards outside of monetary rewards in this industry. So, you've got your friends. That's one of the biggest ones. And we love our friends. We love the industry. We love the people we work with. And then we love the customers. And we love that the customers love us. And that's really important to us. And we're really lucky to have Bez um, over there that never shuts up. She's just talkative. Um, Quack. 
<laughs> and her rapport with the customers is really just second to none. And so, you know, it becomes about a family to us. Like, and that's the way we want it. So we don't want to do 400 people a night. We want to do that sort of 60 to 70. So we can actually have an intimate relationship with our customers and have a, a good time. Like life's too short to work in kitchens if you don't enjoy yourself because, you know, there's not a lot of sunlight. There's not a lot of fresh air. So if you're not making good relationships and having a good time and, you know, feeling like a, a sense of worth from the, the actual project you're involved in, then it's really, it doesn't, well, for us, maybe we don't make enough money, but it doesn't ever seem like money can change that. You I know mean, what I mean? I would go to say, as far as say, you guys go out of your way to not make money sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know how annoying it is to count at the end of the night if you've made a lot of it? Like, it's just so much easier if you don't make any. Like, it's really quick. You just clean up and go home. Like, sitting around counting the tills, I don't know how Maryvale does it. Like, seriously. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you know, you, you guys are doing pop-ups and, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you'll you undersell it. You'll offer too much food. You'll- yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the pop-up thing, so, I mean, like, all jokes aside, we're looking to run this successfully. Like, we're not going to, we're not Good trying to go out of business. <laughs> we're not trying to lose money. We're not trying to break even. Like, it's, we will, it is a profitable business and mm. there is no, it's not smart. It's not cool. It's not funny to, to not pay your bills it's not good so you know we're looking to be a really successful business but on our terms you know what i mean so if the difference between working six days or doing four lunches means an extra like ten thousand dollars a week but we can make enough and survive and have a great lifestyle doing three days and a couple of lunches or whatever we'll do that you know what i mean um but the one-off pop-ups yeah we definitely just lose money on those but we we know that going in and we put a budget on them so like when we used to do the other pop-ups we would say okay it's going to cost us thousand bucks you know i mean we're only going to make a thousand bucks but we're going to put on a party you know what i mean and we're going to have fun because that's what they're about like if you're trying to do pop-ups to make money you're a fucking idiot you know what i mean <laughs> like honestly that's just a ball ache like the amount of work you do for them like you when we were working full-time and doing pop-ups we'd all take four days off so you know standard wage that's like a thousand bucks each between you know between us like mm. you, that's three grand so you can never recoup your losses, like unless you do one of those ones where you charge twenty five dollars for like a drink and a pork roll. You know what I mean? And you buy cheap, shitty products and stuff like that. And we don't want to do that. You know, if we want to do a Mexican day, we want everyone to come and have fun. So if it means going out of our way to spend a fuckload of money, but it's, it's like a you know, it's a learning curve. It's it's educational. It's fun. Yeah. Do you know the name Good Luck Pinbone? We were decided between two. And we were getting called the good luck pinbone because we thought, well, one, you know, like the Chinese have a great culture about like luck and all that sort of stuff. And um, so that kind of worked. Plus, we're going to need luck, you know. So there was this lovely, love, like lots of levels that worked on. Mm-hmm. And then the other one we really wanted to call ourselves was Imperial Pinbone Palace. Just <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so good, but so shit. Like, <laughs> you should just call your toilet that at the restaurant. <laughs> I'll make you a sign. <laughs> uh, the toilet. It's classy. You've got to go all the way outside, all around the back of the building to get to the toilet. It's as close to a Chinese restaurant as you could ever ask for. It's got a bamboo garden. So happy with it. How close to Chairman Mao is it? 200 meters. That's great. So, yeah, if you want really, really good food, go to Chairman Mao. And if you want to see us, come and see us. I, 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 I love the idea of, uh, you know, people expanding and going to different 
spots open restaurants outside of the same hub mm. where they all are. And I think Kensington, even though it is very fucking easy to get to, it, it is a place that it's often forgotten by, it's by so, diners it's and so by restaurants. It's so easy to get to. Yeah. And you should come while it's beautiful because... You know, well, it's beautiful, everyone. Well, they're building the light rail down the middle of the street, and they're going to cut down all the trees and stuff. Of course, like, yeah, sorry, you're Anzac right. Parade is a glorious park. You know, it's got lovely plane trees and, you know, all these other things that Mike Baird's going to cut down, like the little sack of shit that he is. <laughs> Go um, on. They, are, they probably block out DA at some point, but <laughs> everyone will know why. Good luck, Pinburn. Yeah. <laughs> No, no. Look, I, I, I look. It's a walk-in only restaurant, so I would hope that people will come. And if they don't get into the first sitting, or if they have to wait half an hour for a table, I hope they go and investigate what's around in Kensington because they might not go there for dinner that night. They, but they should go back the next day because there's amazing food. Like if you are a fan of Indonesian cuisine, yeah, or if right. you've never had Indonesian cuisine, go to Kensington. And, like, don't go there and, like, look up, oh, where do I go? Just go. They're all good. Like, we haven't had a bad meal. The ramen's good there. You know what I mean? The Indonesian food is off the chain. And don't be put off by, like, the appearance of the restaurants because they're not flashy. They're not trying to win you over with decor. They don't have backers. They cook, man. They are are proper fucking cooks. You know what I mean? There's a place across the road from us and I can't can't think of the name. It's, like, just a takeaway Indonesian joint. It's, like, 200 meters from our restaurant. And it basically operates out of Bay Marie's. Like, it's all just looks like a classic Indian takeaway kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. But it is the best Indonesian I've had. It's, it's fucking awesome. It's so good. And, you know, I'm no expert on the cuisine, but I do know when things are cooked well and the flavors are good and the, the range, you know. Like, if they've got 12 dishes, they don't just all taste kind of, you know, similar. <laughs> there, there's 12 amazing flavors and reasons and textures. And it's like 10 bucks for a plate of curry and rice. Hold on, Barry. Say whoa, it again. Whoa, whoa. Oh, Barry, you want to talk? You got to talk to a mic. <laughs> quack, 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 quack. <laughs> um, yeah, like the people are super friendly. Like when you go like around for anything, like when. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You go to the little supermarket, like all the people are like remembering us and they're asking us what we're doing. It feels like a little kind of village in a way, like as opposed to the rest of Sydney where no one ever recognizes you or remembers you. Is definitely. that like the Surrey Hills and Chippendales that you hate? <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how long do you guys plan to be in this space? Nine months. <laughs> 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 she's going berries out She hit the quota uh, About she's, nine she's months She's quacked the quota Maybe she's quacked the quota <laughs> <laughs> She's quacking up Nine months Nine months Hopefully We have a lease that's about nine months And we have month to month after that So if everything's going well We'll stay Because we, we love it there We've put a lot of money and effort into the place And we have no intention of leaving But, but the site is destined for DA to, sure. to be demolished so, Right um, But that could take 12 months It could take 18 months It could totally. take two and a half years So um, they, That is how the, the lease was put to us So Nine months And we might be out Through Even if it's going gangbusters Or it could be two years So We're just in it for a good time now, I'm not sure if this is a temporary thing But you, you don't have a uh, You can't sell booze, right? No So the building has got a BYO license Yep And we haven't put in for a DA To get a liquor license yet We probably will We just haven't Got around to because, it yet Because yeah you, you guys are As good at Recommending good booze To go with your food As you are at cooking the food To begin with Yeah and it, There's a couple of reasons One it, uh, I really like the idea Of doing it And when I Like said to the girls We should do BYO Everyone was like Yeah that'd be really fun um, And I think When the three of us Make a decision We kind of feel like We should go with that there's, you know, it's three very like like sound minds usually making decisions, except at twelve thirty at night. Um, and we've been up since six a.m. and we thought that would be really fun, and we thought it would be, you know, like I think I've said this before in other interviews, but we're doing this as much for the people that come to the restaurant as we are for ourselves. And secondly, it's expensive to to set up with booze. Mm. So, you know, like if you don't sell booze, it's just five grand sitting in the fridge, and we don't have a lot of money. Like, you know, we covered that. We're broke. We're don't make money um but you know if the business is going well it's not like we're going to get rid of byo but we might just put our own list on and go side by side because you know we're not just you know we love selling booze it's yeah a great reason to drink it and all of our friends are in the wine and sake industry so we want to work with our friends 
you know, it's just, I think for us too, like we're doing this, we're pretty like inexperienced as far as like being restaurateurs, like we're great chefs and rest the front of house. But as a restaurateur, it's like all very new to us. So to take that whole element out of it and just have to worry about the people that come and the food that's cooked and the ambience and the fun and not have to worry about like, oh, this is this wine and this is this and this is this. And we can bring that in later, like that level of, you know, service. All right. Well, you, you didn't give me too much information about the food, but maybe this is a good way to get answers out of you. What would you recommend people bring to drink at Good Luck Pinbone? Um, jugs of illusions. <laughs> Shake, shakers of illusions. <laughs> the only way to drink illusions, Midori illusions. Yes. I mean, that would be how I would start the meal. Uh, no, look, uh, so it's predominantly like, like light grilled or stir-fried food. So it's not heavy reds or any of that kind of vibe. But if you want to bring it, Bring a heavy I, red. I think you are actually incapable of, of cooking food that goes with a heavy red. Oh, well, so I always find that red wine is fucking gross. Uh, <laughs> with a few notable exceptions. Uh, <laughs> hi, guys. <laughs> Your wines. Look, there's some really beautiful red wines out there. And that's uh, just me being a dickhead. Everyone knows I'm a dickhead. Um, but our food will definitely go with white wines, orange wines, ciders, beers, um, jugs of illusions. You know, it's... <laughs> Red wine shakers. Yeah, red wine shakers. Uh, you know. Sake. Yeah, and um, yeah, maybe sake. Heaps of sake. Just black bring, market sake would be. Black market sake. There's no other good sake in the country. Anyone else who's bringing it in is just wasting their lives. So they should just stop because he's the only person doing anything good. He, my, Linda and Matt are the only guys that bring sake in worth drinking. Everything else is actually just actually toilet water that they bottle it and just <laughs> market as sake. <laughs> BYO everybody (laughs) (laughs) Louis uh, I want people to bring what they want and I want them to drink it and get really like I'm looking forward to to, I want to watch your face as people bring things that you don't like to eat with your food well they're not allowed in alright but like I encourage them to bring what they want uh, and they can come in just the booze come (laughs) in yeah exactly we have (laughs) well we've been discussing actually because one of the funny things so apart from the BYO like we figured everyone's going to bring their own like booze, but we figured like at the moment all our friends have babies. So we figured everyone's going to bring their own babies. Right. So it was like a thing about, Oh, do we get high chairs? And we were like, well, how many do you get? And it's like, well, we know about 35 babies at the moment that need high chairs. And I was like, well, we can't get 35 high chairs. So I want to make like, you know, those like baby bassinet, what are they called? Crib things like the cots, cots and then <laughs> fill it with, <laughs> I don't have a baby. <laughs> And then I want to fill it with balls, like, you know, like the Ikea the ball ballroom. Pit, the ball pit, yeah. And so I was like, we can just put 10 babies in there and then leave them and then everyone can eat dinner and then come pick up our baby or, or their own, I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, a baby they want. Yeah, it's like a swingers party for babies. <laughs> so you don't put the keys in the ball, it's like, you know. Nah, that's one of our things we're trying to think about. What's what, um, all the kids? Yeah, because what, what are your opening hours? Which you- oh, so we're doing Thursday to Saturday nights, mm-hmm. 6 till 11. Yep. I think we're set 11. Don't, if we shut early, don't be upset. That's how it works, though. Like you can't, yeah. like you know, when 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 I opened my my joint, we we were going to open till midnight. Yeah, and like you know, we after two weeks, we were like, "Oh fuck, this is sucks." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the hardest thing. Like people get really upset at you, but it, it, the hardest thing about a restaurant is to say when you close. Yeah, you know what I mean, because the expectation is that you'll always meet the the number that's on the door. So if it says eleven doesn't matter if you haven't had a customer to 8 30 the general public expects you to stay open yeah. until 11 but it's but not retail you know what i mean like yeah. fun that, that like that beyond staffing costs there there isn't 
don't know. It's 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 not comparable. You know, like the, it's yeah. I mean, not even the like the staff and the cost of anything. It's just the it's the the way you crush your staff by making them stay open when there's nothing to do makes them resent the job. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you stand around from nine till eleven doing nothing for no reason and knowing that nothing's going to happen, it makes people resent working for you and some places do it. And if you started off doing that kind of 11 and like, for instance, Tim Williams, the perfect example, right? They've always done 11, but they've always kind of been busy. I don't know how they were at the start, but they must've got through it because now I know if it's 10 to 11, I can go to Tim Williams and get something to eat. Yeah. But if anything, it's harder to get a seat at like 10 o'clock yeah. than it is at like seven. Yeah. But for us, like starting out, like, I mean, I don't know we don't know Kensington area that well. So God knows it could be pumping or it could be like that whole six o'clock and then an eight o'clock and then uni crowd. Yeah. Or, you know, it could be it like by nine 30, we could be packing up. Hmm. So, but we're going to do the three nights and then we're going to do the lunch, which is 12 till five on Sundays. Sunday. Yes. That's fucking yeah. exciting. That's and great. Then, and that's where we're going to start it. And then we'll just see what we need to do, what the demand is, you know, what's working. Like if Sunday nights, could potentially be a thing. We might just do like a 12 to late kind of vibe or mm. um, Mondays might be a thing. Like we really hope the hospitality come down and the industry's all there. And like, you know, as I said, man, it's BYO, which only five bucks a person. So like you can't, you can bring whatever you want and drink five bucks. It's pretty good value. Like I think that would, I can imagine sometime around 4.30 in the afternoon on a Sunday could be a pretty good vibe. Yeah. Are there any good bottle shops nearby? No. <laughs> but, you know, like, we're going to try John to... Caster. Yeah, you I go, mean, there's bottle shops, yeah, yeah. but they're not good ones. Like, yeah. well, how many good bottle shops are there in Sydney? Like, well, you know what we're talking about, like, good wines. The, hopefully, we'll have a little system with drinks and maybe black market sake where we can do a delivery mm-hmm. or, a pr- like, a pre-delivery and then you get your stuff on arrival. So, um, it's just getting the guys to because like they're both really close so you know for instance like a saturday night like i've always wanted to dress jolly up in like a uniform like a domino's kind of uniform and have him drive around just dropping off wine so yeah man that'd be amazing imagine if you could do like a delivery service from drinks as in like people order well i mean that's impossible to organize but for one night only that could be great Look, I think it could be done. Like, Jolly's pretty local. And yeah. he'll most likely be at the bar sitting We're there. talking about Joel from Drinks, D-R-A-K-S. Yeah. <laughs> Joel Amos has been on the uh, the show before. <laughs> it's it's one of the best. So, yeah, I mean, I, like Jolly will be at the restaurant most weeks. I'd imagine drinking mm. his own stuff. Just, so Just pickpocket him. He could bring some for you as well. Yeah, totally. No, but he could definitely, if you wanted to, if you knew we were going to come to us on a Saturday night, he would definitely deliver, you know, to us during the day and you just pick it up when you get there. You know, he'll cut out the middleman. That's He's a very idea. good, good That's guy, Joel. That's a really, really great idea. Yeah. And like, make Joel work, you know, like, For sure. you know, make him deliver half your make order work at again. the restaurant and half your order at his house, you know, like make him do two deliveries, you know, if there's a job that can be split in half, Joel should be doing two things every time. So good luck, Pimbo, and opens this Thursday. By the time this episode is out, um, it'll be open. I guess tonight. I'm probably might put this up on Thursday. Yeah, I have to now because I yeah. said it. Get it, uh, get it done, Levs. <laughs> yeah, 
Get uh, it done before you go to Perth. I've, I forgot why um, I uh, I stopped recording with you all the time because I have to edit you so much. <laughs> <laughs> just just so everyone knows, if there's anything you think's been edited, contact me and I'll let you know what I said. <laughs> it was completely inappropriate and probably about Perth. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So that I, I thought you know now that we know that good luck Pimbo and it's uh, what's the address in Kensington? Is it? It's one two one. Anzac Parade. So that was the other name. We're going to call it One Two One AP. <laughs> That's sick. I know, but uh, <laughs> then we'll people would want dig. then people would want like Italian food and a shitty sommelier, and we thought, oh, <laughs> I'm not, Hi, I'm not that, bro. <laughs> Don't know Giorgio. He can't understand. I'm speaking Australian. <laughs> if I say he's One Two One uh, AP, I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> I knew you'd put that part out. <laughs> hey, Mikey. <laughs> Why you pick on a one-to-one? <laughs> Just edit all the Italian stuff. No, I'm keeping it in now. <laughs> um, it's open this week. It's open for nine months. Get there as soon as you can. Especially if you are a a, 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 a mainstream uh, newspaper reviewer, just review it opening night. Re- like, just that's what everyone who opens a restaurant wants. Yeah, just make sure you just. I'll write the reviews for you. You have to just turn up and pick it up. It's like a homework <laughs> assignment. Uh, but now that we've uh, we've 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 spoken enough think- about you guys. I think it's time for you to help me, uh, you know, talk about some controversial topics that we've been discussing on the Mitchin lately. Just keen to get all of your opinions. Um, one, craft beer, good or bad. Spelt wrong. Spelt wrong? Should be spelled crap. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gemma, what do you think? Is Resh's a craft beer? Oh. <laughs> Bez? Yeah, I don't drink it either. Okay, controversial subject number two. Please tell me one good thing about dining in Perth. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, there's... Nice beaches out the front of the shit restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like, so, wow. Hey, Jamie, you got anything? Do the shark fin soup joke. No, you I'm not kill, doing that. Yeah, Mike wants to do a great joke because <laughs> Perth keeps killing great white sharks. So obviously you should be able to get good shark fin soup. Thank you. Mike Eggett. On Twitter, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Big guy Mike Egg. <laughs> There's Perth. No, I like Perth. Oh, get Controversial. Off Shut up, duck. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to any Perth listeners listening, I'm sorry we keep ragging on you. Also, to craft beer fans listening, I'm sorry we keep r- ragging on you. Um, we will be doing episodes that attempt to... Uh, Learn more about your cultures. <laughs> yeah, they're all in the same place. Craft beer drinkers live in Perth. Uh, I reckon they don't. I don't know. If, I, I, I feel like that. Like I feel like if there, if there was a craft drink, craft, craft beer drinker who lived in Perth that listened to the Mitchin, I would be dead by now. You know that like emu, right, comes emu. from Perth, and the factory's pretty much dying because no one drinks it. That says a lot about the people in Perth. It's such a good beer. I would fucking love to get that beer. We have to ship it in from Western Australia, and they're letting it die. Shame on you, Perth. So anyway, a craft beer episode happening very soon um, in which we try and get our heads around this very difficult subject matter. And also, I'm going to be in Perth next weekend and I'm going to do a Perth episode with some Perth people and they're going to tell me a thing or two about Perth. What do you think, Mike Eggett? Oh, it's going to be so... I'm not going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'll listen to that. 
What are they going to tell you? What, what are they going to say? Like, oh, we learned how to shuck oysters. <laughs> no, I think people in Perth are all right, eh? <laughs> I think it's just like, it, it, you know, we record, we're drunk a lot, and it's a very dumb you know name we, no it's oh. right. well, we're, we're dumb is what oh, i'm yeah. saying and yeah. like yeah. and like there are two like the easiest targets in the world are the fucking like most unashamedly white things and two of the whitest things that i can think of are craft beer and perth so i will always make fun of the white things oh, i thought and- you were apologizing halfway through and then i realized no. you were just lining them up just bang <laughs> got that i think that, that i don't know i feel like that's an okay explanation it's like you know you guys have it fine if you if you're into craft beer you have money i'm sure mm. and everyone's rich in perth so like yeah they fucking, are aren't they it's open season in my opinion yeah um, if, also if you are one of the people that i'm recording the perth episode with don't listen to this episode just <laughs> promise me you've already stopped listening ah uh, yeah they don't not know. because i don't want you to hear that just because i'd want to use those jokes to get in the perth episode <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only two controversial topics? Was craft beer and Perth? I socks? mean, lately we, we did a big Q and A episode and we covered most of the controversy. But like, people keep asking us, like, you know, what do you think of Perth and why do you keep shitting on craft beer? So, <laughs> and I and I hate that. Like, I'm just that dickhead that's like, oh, someone's upset at me for something. I better keep making jokes about it. <laughs> but you are, yeah. Well, I haven't had a craft beer that I really like. So that doesn't help. No, I mean, yeah, I have. I haven't. I can't. You have, think you of have one. an interesting one that you're like, oh, that's interesting. Good for this beer, but <laughs> actually, Mike Benny and I were in um, in New Zealand last week, and um, we recorded a video and some audio of us trying as many weird beers from this weird bar we were at as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was actually there were some surprisingly good ones, ones that I would not expect to be good ended up being quite nice. Yeah, right. I don't believe you. I think you were drunk. It's <laughs> very possible. It's funny because, like, I don't know. The thing about craft beer is it always seems like they're trying to overcomplicate something that should be simple. Like, I want a beer that I can just fucking drink and just get it down. And it's that refreshing kind of like, ah. So, we get, every time we say that, a craft beer brewer loses his will to live. <laughs> because he's just like, like, people have been like, you know, you clearly know nothing about beer because that's what you want in a beer. But I don't know. I feel like beer in particular is so subjective. And that in itself means maybe I should stop making fun of craft beer because no, obviously no, people no. like it. But but I feel like, you know, I don't know. It's... You, you drink what refreshes you But also some people don't drink beer to be refreshed I don't know man The world's fucking crazy At least we don't live in Perth Well it's like if Gatorade comes out with a fucking Gatorade That's got like 12 different botanicals And it's like I'm not here to taste this shit <laughs> Like you know It's like I want hydration I want to get over my hangover I had too much MSG at Golden Century Like I need a Gatorade And then it's like some dude on the corner Is like yeah but did you taste all the botanicals in it It's like no fucking give a fuck you know what I mean? It's like the same. That's a beer. Like, you know, it's a hot service. You finish. You just want to slam it down. You don't want to sit there and have a discussion. Like, you know, if you're going to have a discussion about something you drink, you do it about something good. Like, not craft beer. You have nice yeah. wine. Talk oh, about it. I know of something that you can do for a future episode What we're going to do. Can you please tell me what you order at Golden Century and why? Uh, yeah. Easy now? Yeah. Okay. Um, it depends what I go with. So generally I'm with berry, which means we have to get two things, which is a salt and pepper squid, but that's fine because that's fucking great. You like, why do you like that one best? It's delicious. There's no better. 
That's the the best one. That's the gold standard in salt and pepper squid in my book. And as long as you can see a little bit of purple in the squid, that's when you know you're going to get some good salt and pepper squid. Yeah. And then you see a little purple in your vision because it's just like MSG <laughs> to the max. And you're kind of peaking for the next course. And then speaking of peaking, we have to always get the peaking spare ribs. Like the, the, the Bez loves those ones. That's a big fan favorite. The pork ribs, they're good. Um, personally, uh, I don't know, man. I'm a pretty classic guy. I don't really care what we get. I just eat the noodles and the sauce. And I don't care if it's crab on top of it or pippies. I never eat the actual proteins. I just like the sauces. Yep. Um, I still pay for it though, which is kind of fine. But um, I can, like yeah, the- Can you order like rice noodles with excess sauce? Mm, you can get extra sauce if you order the pippies or whatever. Right. But yeah, right. They won't just do it. Well, they might do it for someone else, but they won't do it for me. Um, but see, like, I don't like the pigeon. Like, it's like nice, and but I never get the pigeon. It's too much for me. Like, not my style. I do like having a pancake or two. Like that's always a nice start. Second course, thank Chai Bao. Um, trying to think. I don't. I don't really break the mold at GCs. Like I'm not. I like the crispy chicken there. I think it's great with ginger shallot. Yeah, you've actually you actually order the most normal like standard Chinese restaurant order that I've heard from people. Yeah, I mean, I like the Fujian fried rice because that's another I fucking, fucking love that. MSG and I, and I get fuck up. I get teased for liking that. Yeah, but. You should get teased in general, so that's all right. <laughs> it's just another layer. <laughs> I don't know, because I, I always go and it's like, I don't know. It's not. I like all the weird stuff they do. Like, you know, like I, I like the, you know, there's heaps of stuff. Like, you know, if you go with Dazza, you've got to have the jellyfish and the pig's ear and all that sort of whatever. That the fucking duck tongues. That was like the, yeah. the whenever I went with uh, Hongi for a while, he was obsessed with getting duck tongues. Yeah, and they're good. You but know I, what I mean? Yeah, I've spoken to a lot of people, though, about their favorite thing to order it. GCs and no one said duck tongue so far. Yeah. Well, they're not my favorite. Like, I'm always hungover. Or I'm not hungover. I'm always drunk, I should say. You know, so you want that quick bang comfort. You want that reliability. And generally, you want to do it quick. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't know the whole menu, you go in, you order the five things you always get. Well, this is me anyway. And I eat it and I go home and I pass out. You know what I mean? Like, by the time I take myself to GCs, I'm usually like at the point where I'm like, if I don't eat, I'm going to die kind of thing. So, Demo, have you got anything to add? Re-Golden Century. Re-Golden Century. Mike, what's the name of the noodles that I like at the moment? Oh, the, the crab ones. Yeah, the Ifu noodles. Yeah, they're my new favourite. Yeah, the Ifu converted. noodles. With, best under the, like, the garlic and black pepper butter. Yeah. Crab. Oh, so You've got to so have good. it with yeah. the crab. But I've converted from the like the crispy vermicelli noodles underneath the exopipies to the new crab. What are Ifu. they called? Ifu. <laughs> It's not that hard Opening to a Chinese restaurant. On yeah. <laughs> Closing it Friday. <laughs> Gonna do Mexican on Saturday. Yeah. Have there been any particular restaurants that you've taken influence from in the lead up to opening Good Luck Pimbone? Oh, look, there's too much effort in the food they do. Um, too many staff in the kitchen. We were thinking along those lines when we sort of put this together. And then we kind of, the kitchen's really fucking like slapped together. Mm-hmm. Like it's two walks and a, you know, nothing else. A so, bench. And a bench. <laughs> so we were like, probably can't do this menu, eh? <laughs> Take the peaking duck off, Jeff. <laughs> we don't have an oven. And we don't, we don't have an oven. We've got literally got no oven. So um, the, the there was amazing influences. In the, but again, like the time, the labor, the, different, the, the food's going to be a bit different to what, I think we were thinking we were going to do. It's fun. It's really fun. It's good. It's different. It's very like, it's like Tim William went to China. You know, that's how I'd kind of describe it. Cool. So. Big fan of China. Yeah. That's what I'm going to name the episode, by the way. 
Big fan of China. Yep. Can you put the chick from the wrestling on the thing? Oh, China the wrestler? Okay. <laughs> What's the name of China with a Y, right? Yeah, yeah, Big yeah. Big fan China, of China. All right, China. that's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for, for chatting with me, guys. I know this is only meant to be 10 minutes, but we've actually made an entire episode. I thought it was going to be like some weird supplemental thing. I no, say. you forget I was the good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Put that at the start. I'm actually not. I've decided I'm not editing any of this. Ooh, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> That's not fair. That was definitely in my writer. Uh, you're the good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks so much to Barry and Mike Eggett and Gemma Whiteman for uh, talking to me today on the Mitchin. You can follow them collectively at Pinbone on um, Instagram is the best way to follow their uh, adventures. And again, good luck. Pinbone opens this week in Kensington. Uh, you can catch me there as often as I could possibly be there, um, possibly with screaming toddlers and babies. And I'll be in the ballroom. It's okay. <laughs> You're actually going to make this a real thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd have like the like, sand over it. Like, be like, the, put the lotion on. <laughs> it's like standing over the ball pit. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> I'm gonna, if you're not editing, I'm going to push the boundaries. Mike, Mike edit. <laughs> Uh, you can find the Mitchin online, facebook.com slash the Mitchin. I'm not the mic anymore. <laughs> well, send us an email to the Mitchin podcast at gmail.com. Uh, again, you can find us online uh, on iTunes. Leave us a nice review. Uh, thanks to all the new listeners who have joined us now that we've uh, stuck to that weekly schedule. Uh, thanks to everyone who isn't giving me shit when uh, I don't stick to a regular day that I put the episode. Up. Fuck off, all right? I saw Just that. Fuck the fuck it's meant off. to come up Tuesdays, Deliverance. Like, well, sometimes he puts it up Thursday. He said weekly. Weekly could be any time. Sunday night, fine. It's like, it's what the fuck's wrong with you people? It's the mission. Go watch South Park or something. Fuck. Thanks for listening. See you later. <laughs> It's the Mitchin Podcast. Hey, this is Levins. Thanks so much for listening to the Mitchin. If you're not completely sick of my voice by now, why don't you check out one of my other podcasts? One of them is called Hey Fam and is about comedy and pop culture and dumb shit. The other one is called Serious Issues and is all about comic books. You can find both of them on iTunes or download them directly at my website, yolevins.com slash podcasts. Thanks so much for your support and see you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Bada ba ba ba. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.